Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Dynasty Movement Podcast. I'm Nick, joined by Dakota, just the same as every week. We're doing this again. We're doing this every week, whether or not you want it. Uh, this week we're going over not a whole lot of football from like a week-to-week perspective. We're, we're not going to hit on risers and fallers as heavy as we usually do uh, because nothing really happened in week four that was worth writing home about except for the one topic that we're actually going to hit. Um, so we're actually going to go through uh, some community stuff too, like the new mod color. Uh, we have a new number one poster, and uh, I'm going to have an open-ended question about things like guests and the like. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, before we even before we even talk about any players, I just want to point out that my Detroit Lions set a record this week. Through the first four weeks of a season, they set a record for the most points scored total in their games with 281. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. I think we all had it on... Uh, we all should have checked our Farmer's Almanacs before uh, this year because this was going to be the Lions' year. It always was. People have been saying it. Not everybody, but some people have. And, yeah. And look where we're at. We all I want to put this into perspective. That means the average team in a Lions football game is scoring slightly over 35 points. It's actually insane when you break <laughs> it down like that. Like, they, just, yeah, it's... Com- compared to the last couple of years, if you told me that the Lions would be scoring not, not only 35 points a game, but that they would score 35 points in a game, I would, I would look at you like the rock, you know, raising one eyebrow extremely high. Yeah, to put this all in perspective, the Lions have scored 140 points and have given up 141 points. The second best scoring offense in the league is the Chiefs, putting up 129. The second best in the NFC is the Eagles, putting up 115. Their offense is absolutely cooking. Yeah, they they must be 4-0, right? (laughs) However, the 141 points they've given up is the most by 25 second or leading C or sorry by 26 leading Seattle's 115 which is leading everyone else by a touchdown yeah this is this is some real uh, monkey's paw curling right now this is what you get when you have the league's best offense and worst defense at one yeah which, I, no, it, it, before anyone else... even says anything no the Lions offense is not the best in the league it's not going to keep up I but mean, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun for the first month. The the way that this season's been going, I honestly would not be shocked if they did because I th- there are so many things where people have just had to crumple up all their notes and throw it out the window, you know? Yeah. This is this is just a stupid season. Uh it's been fun. It's it's been I... fun-ish. I I feel like this last week, you know, um you did a good job of setting the agenda of <laughs> I don't know how much football there is to talk about. Really? Uh, yeah. Be- because the- this last week just felt like uh, like like it was the most football that I've watched this season, and yet I probably left it with the fewest amount of takeaways. Like it just seems like we're still kind of patiently waiting for the narratives to really 
take root and crystallize. Um, I don't know. Did, did you have anything this week where you were you were kind of like, oh, well, th- this is clearer in my mind now? I guess the one thing I do want to say is I guess the Jaguars are just actually good. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. I think that um, it, I'm starting to accept that the Jags are uh, are good, whether or not it's like a flash in the pan, like uh, 2017, right? Or yep, was yep. that 2016? That was the big defense year. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's a flash in the pan like that in, in Lawrence is the next Bortles. Uh, also, shouts out to Blake Bortles retiring today. Oh, um, now I'm sad. Yeah, the the boat has has officially uh, no no. I think the the boat has gracefully been retrieved from the harbor and is being put in storage. I I don't know how graceful that is, but fair. I'm I'm I mean, gonna miss Blake Bortles. Yeah, if if nothing else, he provided us some good. Uh, I don't know punchlines in the good place. Um, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired, man. Let's see. Yeah. I'm yeah, uh, I'm looking at that what? Trevor Lawrence had four lost intercept or four lost fumbles and they still lost by uh I want to say a single score. It might have been eight, which I guess Yeah, the, well he was uh he was cooking with Agnew, right? Didn't Yeah, Agnew and I want to but... say that that game had a ton of rain to it, which obviously can mix anything up. But, yeah, I, I just know that Christian Kirk was was it was a pretty light game for him. Uh, I'm still really confident in his season, but it was it was a little disappointing um, to to see what came out of that, especially when Agnew was just going off. But yeah. it, it happens. Um, I, I think if there's any other takeaways that uh, uh, I took for once again torturing myself with every down of Chicago Bears football. It's a... Jesus, the Bears suck. <sighs> They're not great. No. I'll give it, you that. Bear, that, that Bears-Giants game was just about the most Bears-Giants game <laughs> that could have been. If, if you ran that simulation a thousand times, you'd probably get, I, I don't know, this one, a thousand of them. <laughs> Man, I, if I were a big Fields truther, I would be really concerned right now. Yeah, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still not ready to declare him a bust, but it's really not looking that good for Justin Fields. Yeah, 11 for 22 against the Giants is nothing to really write home about. No. The thing was, though, he did have some actually uh really solid looking plays but he also had a lot of terrible looking plays (laughs) it's yeah i and it's especially when the giants were without a quarterback for like almost the entire second half i think it it was not looking good yeah but look for look for uh in the future you know since everybody's still wondering uh what's going on with him Look in the future for Justin Fields to toss 700 yards in a season to DJ Moore soon. It will happen. <laughs> well, are you uh, are you entirely sure that he's going to get the job there? In Carolina? Yeah, because I think Zach Wilson is uh, vying for that job too. 
No, I, you know, I think that my, another takeaway that I had this week with the big homecoming for Zach Wilson, um, I'm kind of in on him. I, I think that I might be a Zach Wilson truther now. You know, I used him as a segue there because I do think that he's still going to end up being a Carolina Panther someday, somehow, but I was actually mildly whelmed with his performance. I think that it was a pretty solid display. He, yeah, considering... he came out relatively decent in the yeah. first quarter, and then, I mean, we're not going to talk about the second. I mean, yeah, of but... course there's some, like, rust for him to brush off and everything, but I, I, don't, I don't know how you could be more down on him if you already were. Um, I think that he, he showed kind of what you would want uh, without him just bawling and dealing, but would... Is I'd really want to really see if someone can throw it in the live chat. I really want to see his splits between his first and second half. Because like, from what I yeah, remember, well, I, like from what I remember, he actually had a pretty good second half to the game. Yeah, I know that he, um, he threw a. He started uh, really rough. He threw a nice touchdown to Corey Davis. Well, you know? I mean, it's Corey People Davis. Like that's easy. <laughs> right. He's gonna. Well, he's gonna make it look easy anyway. Exactly. <laughs> people people want to forget about Corey Davis in New York, but uh, let's not do that, guys. You know, I, I think that this was a good, uh, not reality check, but I, I think that this week was maybe a little more the status quo on what I expect the Giants, or uh, excuse me, the, the Jets offense to be. Um, you know, they don't have Flacco, so they don't have the Dragon under center. Um, but, you know, they're developing Zach Wilson. He's got a really good receiving core, and this week was a, a, a good example of, you know, Corey Davis is still a guy, and he's going to be a thorn in Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, who I still expect to have very um, very good careers going forward. But Corey Davis is still around, people. Do not forget about Corey Davis. I mean, Corey Davis led the team in targets again. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that Corey Davis is like a nice safety blanket for him. You know, he's like the veteran presence. Um, he, like, he's just a reliable guy. He, he knows how to run his routes, and he, he just delivers the ball when he's passed to, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they gave him a uh, three-year, $37 million contract to not use the guy. Right, exactly. So. And, and the Giants would never do that with any receiver either. That just doesn't happen in New York. Yeah, of course not. Especially not former Mac wide receivers. No, not at, not at all. Um, I will say, if you are competing right now, and you need a wide receiver as like your number five or six guy that is just you took an injury or two, and you just want someone that you can plug into a wide receiver spot, like spot, and just have like a cheap fill in that can get a decent week out of them. I think Corey Davis is the guy to go after right now. Yeah, I I would agree with that. He he's like a cheap uh, flex play uh, with upside. You know, he uh, I think he scored like what seventeen points this last week. Is yeah, it? something like that. But, yeah, like I mean, more. I I started him because I uh, benched Godwin. I was still really iffy about him, um, and I was pretty happy with uh, Corey Davis's performance. You know, I I know that I'm a big cheerleader for the guy, but uh, He's, he's, he's still got uh, some gas left in the tank for sure. Yeah, five catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. 
Uh, good for uh, about think... 16 points and half PPR, which is I, I... third week in a row over 10 points. Yeah, I think uh... – This season, sorry. Another takeaway that I had, speaking of uh, Godwin and the Bucks, uh, a guy that I think um, took a hit to some of his value was Julio Jones. Um, I, I I don't like that uh, Julio didn't really do anything with Godwin just perpetually in and out of the game. <laughs> and that that team just very much still kind of trying to find their offensive identity this year it's weird that they've been doing as well as they have been with just like the carousel of players that they've been working with yeah i mean i have infinite respect for julio jones he's obviously a first ballot hall of famer but i think father time has actually won with that guy now yeah i was loved at 33 yeah i'd love to see him put in more performances like he did in um I believe it was week one this year, just kind of as like a last gasp, uh, a nice note for him to go out on because last year was really rough in Tennessee and the year before that, you know, I think he was yeah. perpetually hurt. I mean, you know. That for me at this the... point, I think he just signed in Tampa Bay as like a, it's a ring chase at the end of his career. Yeah, and you know. More I... power to him, he deserves one. But Yeah, he absolutely does. Um, and he still looks like he has... Uh, that ability to make those circus catches sometimes but it's very clear that yeah father time is definitely catching up to him and he's just not going to be the guy that i was hoping he'd be this year mm-hmm. <laughs> um is there anybody else who you're kind of feeling down on i mean this week in general was not particularly inspiring for me for a lot of guys uh, I'm not taking a whole lot of stock into it because it's just one week at this point, and pretty much everyone that I was down on last week is who I'm down on this week. Um, there's one guy that I'm up on more than anything that I'd like to talk about, and it hurts because I don't like him. Not well, nothing against him personally. But it's Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't think Jared Goff can be denied at this point. I, When he was with the Rams, I always thought he was a physically just like a solid quarterback who just didn't make decent reads at the line. And that's when he got figured out in the Super Bowl and just kind of tanked ever since then. I just thought that was always his problem. But on the flip side the physical ability is still there. So if he's put in a situation to succeed, like in Detroit with their offensive line, all of a sudden he's starting to do well again. Uh, So far this year, he's uh, 61% completion percentage, uh, 1,126 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, good for first in the league in touchdowns, third in passing yards, like 16th in percentage. But yeah, and this kind of goes uh, to the community question that we had about what kind of numbers does Goff have to put up this year to keep the Lions from drafting a QB in 23, or if that's just a foregone conclusion. I think that they, like, what what Goff is doing right now is exactly what you want from from the type of QB that you bring into a situation like this, you know? They're not exactly winning games, but they're... They're doing a hell of a lot better than last year, you know? 
but they're they're building a really nice culture um, in Detroit, and that offensive identity really seems to be taking shape. And and he is lighting it up right now. I I kind of think that no matter what, um, the Lions are gonna draft somebody in twenty three. But I think that Goff, I, I think that there's a non-zero chance that Goff plays himself into some job security where it could truly be like the Lions aren't getting, you know, somebody near the top of the first round um, and are comfortable with them sitting behind Goff for, you know, a, a year or two and essentially doing a red shirt. Because um, Goff is just such an interesting case of like, you know, he, he literally went to the Super Bowl and he was insane that year so we we know like what his ceiling could be um obviously he ran into like consistency issues after that but um like his ceiling is rather high and it really seems like they're taking advantage of that right now and i i i don't think it's out of the question for him to be the starting qb um for another year or two after this yeah i my two cents on this are that next year the Lions, or well, Jared Goff has ten million dollars in dead cap, um, with a uh, contract of about what twenty point six million dollars. Uh, given how well they're playing on offense, even without guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift and DJ Chark, I mean, they still put up 45 points. Granted, it's against the other almost as bad defense in the league, but they're not great. I I don't know. I don't think the Lions are going to be in a draft position to get a guy like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they take a guy later, uh, Richardson out of Florida, uh, Will Levis, like something like that, where they get someone in the mid late first round and they sit him for a year and Goff has like a Jimmy Garoppolo style career where he plays next year, uh, starter almost the entire year. Um, and then is just the center of trades, like a trade talk, because his 2024 contract is 21 million bucks, 5 million in dead cap. And after that, he's a free agent. So he'd just be a one year rental for a team that needs a guy. And I think that's where the out really is. Yeah, he really seems to be straddling the, the Dalton line right now, yeah. which the, which the Dalton line by definition is the worst franchise starting, quarterback yeah the worst franchise quarterback in the league you know like the guy that you feel comfortable with to go into the super bowl with which which he's done um and like if if you're replacing him after this year then then he's not on that line you know you don't think that he's a franchise qb and i i think that we're all just kind of figuring out if he's like just this perennial bridge guy, or if he is that franchise guy. And I kind of think that he is since I, I believe that he's on that Dalton line, you know? Yeah. I guess for me as a Lions fan, I'd rather if they don't have a top pick to take one of these just bona fide premium quarterback prospects, 
I'd rather they just wait to 2024 for a guy like Caleb Williams instead of wasting a draft pick on someone who, let's be honest, outside of like some of the top, every year there's what, three or four quarterbacks taken the first round and how many of them actually pan out. I'd rather take a shot at a guy, you know, like the Trevor Lawrence's of the world where you have a pretty good shot at getting someone good rather than roll the dice on someone like uh, Justin Fields. I no, mean, that's... I mean, plenty of offense taken. Um, <laughs> we we are we are the the worst kind of QB factory. <laughs> hey, someone um, will throw four thousand yards in a season for the Bears. It it will happen one day Someday. on a long enough timeline between now and the heat death of the universe. It, they might have to add a couple more games. They might, but it will happen. Um, yeah, I I think that that's probably the the best strategy for the lions because they they have a lot of draft capital right i mean yeah we have the rams first round pick uh yeah and the, the rams aren't even well. doing <laughs> the rams, the rams miss looking, the playoffs at the rate they're going yeah the rams are looking absolutely terrible uh which is totally fine you know like you you just want a super bowl who cares <laughs> so I, I do think that's one way that jared goff won't be the starter next year is if the Rams finish in like that ten to twelve range, the Lions finish in that seven to ten range, and they use both picks to trade up for someone like Bryce Young. I yeah, could see I think, that happening. I think that that's definitely a possibility, it's, but it, especially their uh, their front office has shown a propensity for moving up in the first round because they had the Rams thirty second overall pick from this last year and moved up with a couple other picks to get Jameson Williams twelfth overall. Yeah, so, but I, I on the other. On the other side of things, though, I feel like the temptation would be there if, if the Lions themselves play good enough to where they don't have a draft pick. You could really use that draft capital to fill out the roster, especially and, on defense. Especially on defense, be, and you know you're able to stick with a guy that you know, you know, frankly, he's he's done so much with that offense, and you know, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm not ready to walk back. You know, I think he obviously had an amazing performance this last week, but. Like you said, the Seahawks have a horrendous defense. Um, But Jared Goff's been making it work with TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ra St. Brown, who Amon Ra is definitely a bona fide stud, but who else do you really have on that roster, like, you know, doing the receiving? Could you repeat that? I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out for a second. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about, man. Where's the fire in your belly? I'm reading the live chat that no one's posting in. Okay, okay. Uh, Obviously, like, I'm not ready to walk back my statements on TJ Hawkinson. He had a fantastic performance, but we have to remember it was against the Seattle defense. Um, And, uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's a bona fide stud, but you got to look at what Jared Goff is doing with, like, everybody else on the roster. Hey, Josh Reynolds is elite. I mean, Josh Reynolds, you know, he's another Rams cast-off, right? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to say this right now, by the way. Austin's out there somewhere. He was giving me shit for saying I'd start Josh Reynolds over Rashad Bateman. And guess who was right? Yeah. Uh, I, You know, I will say that uh, Rashad Bateman was, a, was another guy this week whose stock, I think, took a slight hit. Um, I, I'm still, still really looking forward to what he can do, but uh, not a great week. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's asking uh, if the Jamison Williams being out is good for the Lions. Uh, that's silly. Good players make teams better. Um, anyone saying that? I don't know. 
they're just reading into things more than they should be. Yeah, I mean, ke chemistry is definitely a thing, but that this makes me really excited to see what Jameson Williams will do. I don't think that we're going to get the, the full extent of Jameson's power level this year. Um, you have to treat this year as kind of it's a kind of like a lost uh, season for him, no matter what he does. Um, but I, I'm still looking forward to seeing him later on in the year. Oh, me but too. like the the offense doing what they're doing right now makes me really excited just to see what like the Lions can do, especially if they fortify the rest of the team um, with uh, with the draft next year with their capital. I, I really don't think that you have to worry about the offense. Uh, that much, you know? You yeah, guys have I Jamal mean, Williams for a while? Or is he gone after this year? I don't actually know. I will look it up, but I believe that this is a contract year for him. Okay. Well, he could maybe be gone, but I mean, Craig Reynolds has looked solid. I don't know what his contract looks like. I um, believe Craig Reynolds is year to year. Yeah. I actually love Craig Reynolds. It was a dude who literally was called off the couch and said, hey, you want to play some football? And he went out there and got a 100-yard rushing game as a starter. <laughs> Like, hell yeah, yeah. What, what an absolute king right there right just um, get after it my man yeah i i think that like the 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 outlook for the lions is the most positive that it has maybe been in my entire time being a football fan yeah it's it's optimistic um obviously i'm not so deluded to think that they're gonna win a whole lot this year i do think that they're probably like a six or seven win team um but the groundwork is there for me as a fan to be happy with things going forward. Yeah, and at least they're they're playing with fire, you know? Like, they 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 want to win like hell. And the, that culture that they've established is, like, unquestionably improved and, and changed for the better, you know? Like, you, you, you look at the Chicago Bears, and I'm, I'm just shaking my head the whole time. Just being like, what the hell are we doing? What, what are we doing? Well, it's one of those you're watching a team and you see the pieces in place and you have something to root for, even if you know they're not going to be great in that moment. Yeah, it's like exactly. seeing it come together. Yeah, but yeah, like just watching the Bears, like I don't know who Justin Fields is. I don't know what our coaching staff is trying to do. Like we're 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 doing all the wrong things, and we're also not good. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I feel not particularly great for you. I mean, it's it's fine. On, on the other side of things, you know, I mean, my Ravens also lost. But it was at least a close game. At least the Ravens are good. Yeah, I, Lamar's having a hell of a year. The The Ravens-Bills game was such a mess. Uh, it was an entertaining mess. Um, the The Bills really pulled out that W at the last second. They're they just they good, had no man. business winning that game, but... No, was, no lead is safe around that team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen is continuing to do Josh. He's Allen the best thing. looking quarterback in shorts. Amen. Yes, absolutely. I I don't know if we've seen Jimmy in shorts though. Not fair. All right. Um, I'm gonna move this on ahead. Uh, we've got some community stuff. Um, the mod color is gone. For those of you who are in the server listening to this, which I assume is everybody, I doubt we have the reach to get people outside of the Dynasty movement listening to this. You never uh, know, aren't we? Th weren't there like some uh, really? <laughs> well, obviously Derek Henry was listening to us a few weeks ago and then decided to shit all over my take. 
Right. Well, but... because he was like, yo, I got to prove down with fun correct. But uh, right. don't we have like an audience in Germany, right? Didn't somebody say that last year? That would be incredible. And uh, <laughs> if so, I don't know any German, but thanks for listening. Uh, maybe if you guys keep listening, we can get sponsor spots. And then you That's have to listen thing. to ads. And that yep. helps your listening experience somehow. Danke. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, but yeah, the, the so, mod colors are gone. Yeah, mod colors are gone. Uh, we're also going to replace the uh, little Dynasty Movement logo next to our names with just a hammer. Uh, that, Wait, is, that, is that real? Yeah, that that's a solar thing. He's he's the one dealing with that. Well, real, we, really, we have to have Sam do it because we're not allowed to change our own role. So, yeah. but yeah, that's I think that's the way it's going. It has to be something that makes it obvious that we're mods while still letting us just have colors i love that so, so that's, what happens uh yeah so i'll just post it I, in the live chat for everyone that's i'm not really familiar with the images next to your name can you have more than one we cannot i don't think okay. so you gotta I, choose between either the, i think the it's based master. on like the role hierarchy whichever one is like higher uh, on the list is the one that you get because i yeah i have the shoe master role too but it doesn't give me the whatever that is yeah. I gotcha. I kind of think that the shoey should be higher than mods, but it, that's just I mean, me. it's far more impressive. <laughs> it's way more impressive to lose a bet. Right. I and mean, then, what do you what do you bring up like around the water cooler at work? You right. Know? Exactly. Say, like, oh, I'm, I'm a I, Discord mod. No, yeah, I I wouldn't tell anybody that. That's, that's like putting a scarlet letter on you. Yeah. No, but if you Ugh. say that you drank from a shoe, that's when you demand respect. Hell yeah. Um. Oh. We also have a new number one poster, and he is currently uh, listening right now. So congrats, Adam. You are now the biggest nerd. Yeah, uh, I got nothing more to add to that. Yep, he passed uh, <laughs> He passed that. Leroy the other day. Um, so That's... congratulations. Um, make you black. I can't do that. But apparently now you're pink. This is the second time that it's happened on, uh, oh yeah, I forgot that it was like super ugly pink, but each time it's happened, it's only happened twice, but I'm always like, geez, that's a lot of posting. Cause I remember when, uh, death poker was the number one before he, he left for a while. Um, and I, I, I just thought that Leroy was always going to have that type. So uh, uh, congrats on the comments. Yeah. I'm <laughs> looking right now. He has uh, 51,600 messages. That's, that's a lot of messages. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. We're not that cool. Um, yeah, so congrats. You know, have a, <laughs> have a light beer tonight. It is a school night. Don't party too hard. But, you know, take solace in the fact that uh, this little community of, what, 2,400 people? Uh, Do we have that many people in the server? We've got a few. I don't know exactly we, we how many. I, know, I haven't I checked in a while. Uh, yeah. Oh, 2,600. Wow. Oh my God. That's actually a lot more than I thought. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a little intimidated now. Yeah. Well, maybe it's getting a little too big. Let me, uh, take that fantasy football again. chat. We're coming for you. Yeah. Is, is, uh, is that a server fantasy football chat? Yeah. They have like 15,000 though, oh, but they're just like gosh. general, like boring redraft leagues and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not super interesting. I'm in a work league, and just the way that people talk about trades in that league, like, they kind of know what they're doing, but, you know, it's it's a work league, so people are like, should I trade Devontae Adams for, uh, 
I don't, even, I don't even know. I, I can't even make up a scenario. That's I want to play Devontae Adams for Zach Moss. I mean, honestly, why not? It's redraft. Devontae yeah. Adams. Running sucks. backs are king. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it, 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 Corey Davis. Now, that, that's a fair trade. Honestly, I would take Corey Davis over Devontae Adams right now. Our producer is telling me that I uh, am obligated to say that uh, Fantasy Football Chat, we do not actually hate you. No, we, we, we can we accept love you guys. Right. And we also One know that a lot of you are in here, so that you might actually hear this. We'll we'll remember the little people when uh, when we blow up. Yes. We'll remember you. Uh, so yeah, new number one commentator. Uh, what do we got next up on the? Agenda? Um. Oh, for you, uh, lis- you the colloquial you listening right now. Uh, we're gonna be getting guests in here probably starting next week, maybe the week after, because I'm gonna have a weekend out of town and putting that together is kind of annoying uh what kind of guests do you want do you want like more of us do you want people from like twitter that post a lot of clickbait bullshit like what what are you looking for man i'm so out of touch with uh we should try to get some former nfl players oh we should get current ones oh i bet with cameo we could probably pull something off okay yeah but cameo like that it's doesn't really short, count. Though. I'm yeah. sure that we could find a former NFL player who would who would be on. Oh, who Adam Sanders should get Duke Johnson and Duke Johnson, the legend. Is, Duke Johnson and LJ Scott are pretty much like the spirit animals of the server. So, yeah, um, I, I I don't I I'm so out of touch with uh, with fantasy and, and dynasty Twitter. Um, is there anybody who's been blowing up? this this last year i mean the only people worth listening to are the guys that we had on for season one so right (laughs) i i they agreed to come on here yeah because they agreed to come on for our uh original podcast yeah solar just like you yep you're the Uh, kind of person we need yeah we i think the issue with getting some of like the yes we do need to get math bomb back in here for season like uh draft season math bomb rocks I think I think like some of the issue of getting like some of the Twitter people in is like, and maybe this is just my own little bubble um, that I'm in, but it does kind of seem like uh, once the season actually starts, a lot of dynasty personalities don't really, not not really that they don't engage, but it's like nothing but like victory laps, you know, and like that's it. I couldn't uh, imagine it, that. It did, right, <laughs> but it, it seems like a lot of it, it. seems like the best time to really talk to those people is kind of when the like around draft season, you know. Yeah. Uh, Adam is also saying that we should get some clout chasers, but that's what we already do. Right. Well, uh, who's like a good clout chaser that we can get? I I'm so out of touch. I don't even know who who the clout chasers are. Let's get some clout chasers. Um. If oh. they think that we have some clout that that they can chase, then you know. I'm not gonna have ball blast on here, man. Who's ball blast? I. <sighs> All right, next topic. Talk, talk, talk your shit. Who's ball blast? Educate me. Here, hold on. I need to go on. To, I need to actually pull up Twitter here. All right. We could get Dave Kluge, Klug, whatever we ought to pronounce. Like I, I mean, pretty... you know, I, I would love. I would love for this to be like a hotbed of uh, dynasty Twitter drama. You know, let's have people on. Let's start feuds. Let's start beef. 
It's time um, to fight. But it doesn't even have to be with us, you know? We could just have people on and say, like, oh, uh, you know, this person was talking shit. <laughs> what do you got to say about that? No, I'm I'm not trying to get in the middle of shit, man. I'll be on the side. I'll be uh I'll be like the like the little John hype man for it, but I'm that's not the one doing what, it. That's what I'm saying though. We don't have to be in the middle of it. We're just, you know we're we're just pouring gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Is that there was a surprising amount of dynasty drama last year, you know, when I was a little more dialed in. See, and I don't want to be a part of that. Who's who's got time for that? Like I got better shit to do. I mean, and not well, a lot, the, but the, eh. that's that's the great thing about uh, or maybe not the great thing, but that's the amusing thing about the the Dynasty Twitter drama is that it, the sphere is so tiny. Where like the the beefs that people have had with each other that I've witnessed, it's just like what is going on? Like what are we doing here? You know? We're talking about fantasy football, people. Right, and then it's just people responding with nothing but gifts from the office and friends with their the characters are trying to stifle laughter. It's just like, come on, what are we doing? My very ungraceful segue into the community questions for the week. Moving away from this. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're we could st- also go for the for the general Twitter drama. We could have on uh, the try guys um, and the guy who tried but can no longer try. What is he, he just incapable of trying? Well, he got kicked off the Try Guys because oh. he cheated on his wife. Oh, oh yeah, and wasn't he like the guy that's like all about his wife and then decided to try cheating? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I remember that, that whole the, thing. I can't believe that the Try Guys would kick off a guy for trying infidelity. Isn't that your whole shtick? Is that yeah, you try trying something? Out? You don't even know that it, if he enjoyed it or not. For for all we know, this extended affair was hell on it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to get a. <laughs> sorry nick just posted in live chat on this week's episode of the try guys the try guys to try marriage counseling for real though i can't <laughs> believe that they kicked off this guy like after he just opened up a ton of avenues for content yeah. but you know that's just me yeah i'm not getting uh, i'm not even getting involved in any i'm moving on we're, we're I'm, right, I'm, i am ungracefully pushing us past this at this point community questions for the day uh we got one from Kian, formerly known as Kian, spelled differently. Uh, Jared Goff or Matt Stafford for the rest of the season? Oh, man. Ouch. I honestly think that that's... Probably uh, Goff. I, I literally think that that's not even something that I have to think about, and it's Goff. It hurts, but it's probably Goff. I mean... The Rams don't have an offensive line, man. If you watch a game, there's they don't. Matt Stafford, God rest his soul, it's a miracle he's still alive because that dude just gets blasted constantly. I I do not see him having a particularly good fantasy year this year. Yeah. Um, and Jared Goff, I mean, for all the credit that we've given him earlier, is apparently setting the sky on fire. Yeah, I uh... in the ugliest way possible. I I just. I don't know. I watched that Rams team, and they just look completely cooked. Like, everybody does. They have no run game. Stafford's just locking in on uh, Cup and, and Higby. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to be, you know? I, I don't know if they're ever going to get healthy again and, and really be the threat that anybody wanted them to be. So yeah, I'm taking like, it off. Yeah. Robinson looks washed. 
Uh, I mean, Cup's Cup. He's fine. He'll always be fine. But is there anything left for anyone else? And, well... Right. No. Yeah. Um, up next, we have Sam asking us about uh, the Holy Grail of Candy and our decisions here as a group. We had a, a secret candy mock. It was very hush-hush, very exclusive. Emphasis um, on the secret. Yes. It's right in the title. It's right next to the secret chips mock. Um, <laughs> which, which is also quite secret. <laughs> which is also apparently a thing. I had no I gotta idea. Say, with, with both of these mocks, and I'm assuming more mocks to come, like Sam really woke up and chose violence. Oh, yeah. Sam's a fucking psychopath. It, it's kind of the, the the arguments really going um, with, with a passionate fury. What do I think about the draft? I think it's fucking ridiculous that Sour Patch Kids did not go 101. Yeah, the fact third? Or, yeah, 103. Ridiculous. I ridiculous. mean, okay, okay, okay. Let's pump the brakes, though. Reese's? No, well, that, that I think was the more... In, that, that was equally as infuriating, I should say. Reese's is good, but 101... 101. It is a perfect combination of chocolate and peanut butter. No, it's going to make your mouth dry, and you only want one. If you have more than... uh, Okay, you you obviously aren't a Discord mod if you only want one. Sometimes, growing up, I wanted two, but your mouth is going to be so dry after that. Like, you can't have more than than two of them, at most. That's... That's insanity. I just don't know why you would have every possibility in the universe for candy as something that you just click an emoji react to, to vote for. That's and fair. And you choose Reese's 101. I mean, my 101 wasn't even listed, so that well, I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to go through the top six here, because that's the holy grail of candy, as spoken by the people. And it's Reese's number one, Twix number two. Twix is better than Reese. Twix rocks. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, including the watermelons, is number three. Ridiculous it fell that much. What a value. Uh, Skittles are four. Does that count the Sour Skittles? Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's all encapsulating. So if it's under the brand, then it counts. Okay. So the Sour, sour Skittles, Skittles, the like the, the Tropical Skittles, all that jazz... Fifth is Starburst. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I get uh, it. Star- Starburst is, like, good, but 105, that seems like a yeah. range. And then number six, bringing up the rear, which, by the way, this is out of every candy on the planet, so being on this list is good. But number six is Snickers. Snickers. Which Snickers no. will save your life if you get in a crash or something and you're stranded. Is that a, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, because it has uh, a bunch of carbohydrates and, like, peanuts and stuff. It can keep you going for a little bit. It's like okay, a really, yeah. really shitty for you cliff Bar. Okay. Well, I guess uh, it's got some utility then. That's fine. <laughs> Adam out here saying Starburst <laughs> is for people that only have missionary sex. True. Honestly, that that's true. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, on the bright um, side, at least they're still getting laid. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I want everybody to, to know. We're, we're, we're not shaming anybody here. Now, you asked earlier what my 101 is. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to follow along with me a little bit because I'm a bit of a psychopath, but I like those fucking Haribo gummy cola bottles. 
What exactly do I have to follow you on? Because those are delicious. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, is it 101? For me, yes. I love those little bastards. I think my 101, uh, you're going to have to walk with me a bit on this one. I think my 101 would be Mike and Ike's, but not because of Mike and Ike's. You know, if we're going things that are under the Mike and Ike umbrella. Okay, with, Mike and Ike's uh, are fucking awesome. Mike and Ike's are fucking awesome. But my number one of all time, the greatest candy that has ever existed that I want every, everybody to pour one out for right now uh, was Zours with a Z. Oh, Z -O -R fuck. Z-O-U-R-S. Okay? I got Zours every time I would go to the movie theaters growing up. It would come in this ginormous box that was hard to sneak in. And they, what happened to Zours is truly the most tragic thing that has ever happened in the world of candy. And I won't look into it further. But they started selling, so it was like in a big box, and in the box there was obviously a bag. Actually, not obviously, because you get a box of Mike and Ike's, guess what's in the box? Just fucking Mike and Ike's, right? But in Zowers, it came with a bag. Now, they kept the big box for it, but mm -hmm. after some time, they shrunk the size of the bag. So you would open up the box, and the bag was... A little smaller than it used to be, but just to the point where you're like, maybe I'm crazy. This was literally uh, Just Born. That's the, the candy company that makes it. They were gaslighting. They were definitely gaslighting me. And then, over time, they stopped selling it in the big box, and they sold it in a normal box. And in that box was an even smaller bag. Oh, so they just, they just shrunk the entire ratio. They just kept shrinking the ratio. Those and sons of bitches. Right. And then they shrunk the bag again. And then they had the audacity to no longer call it Zowers. They called it Mike and Ike Zowers. And so I was like, okay, you know, I can deal with this. I still really like Mike and Ike's, but I love these Zowers. You know, it was like that meme. Like, mm -hmm. I like this, but, but I, prefer I love this. Yeah. this. Right. Um, and then they started introducing Mike and Ike Sours. And those existed alongside Zowers. And I, I bought them both, and I was like, you know, these Mike and Ike Sours, they, they, these are pretty damn good, but they're still not Zours. And uh, then they just discontinued Mike and Ike Sours. So now the only thing that that is even remotely close to Zours is Mike and Ike Sours, which I will say is still very good. I will give it an A. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. But my goodness, with Zours, and, and there were a couple different flavors different flavored boxes of Zowers. They were so delicious. God, I'm so angry. Hey. Just thinking of this. Well, just so you know, I just threw it in chat. There is a change.org petition to bring Zowers back. Yeah, no, I'm signing this. I, I If you're listening you know to what? this right now, you sign that fucking petition and you'll like it. I'll, hell, I'll donate to change.org. I know that it doesn't go to this cause, but I'll donate it just for them to <laughs> just, I'll shit, yeah, I'll chip in three bucks. Um, Our homie here wants some fucking Zowers. Help him out. No, this is not a want, my friend. This is a need. This is a carnal desire <laughs> right here. I need it. The worst I part is I can remember what they in. taste like now, and I want them right now, and I know I can't get them. Dude, that's what I'm saying. They make your mouth water in, like, the most specific way. Oh, I've I'm never so had ready for some Zowers right scratch now. that itch. Uh, um, we should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, we already hit on Adam's question about Goff having to exist next year. Uh, Hugh asks, will there be a quarterback controversy in New England this season? Well, after Bailey Zapp goes and puts up 400 yards and seven touchdowns against the Lions defense this upcoming weekend, maybe. Hold on, wait. We need to put some respect on his name. Isn't it Zappy? It's pronounced Zappy. Is is there an E at the end? Well, I know there there's like an E spelled at the end. Uh, hey, yeah, Jack, yeah. is it Zapp or Zappy? Or Zappy? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Zappy or Zappe. Because they, they were saying it in the broadcast over and over again. Yeah, it's, Zappy. It's it Zappy? Zappy? Yeah. He's got an even even goofier name. That's not how you spell that. No, no, that is how you spell it. It's Z-A-P-P-E. Okay, well, that's not how I would spell Zappy. I'd spell that like Z-A-P-P-Y. Yeah, it's it's not uh it's it's not the traditional spelling, but you know this is this is our he's going his own way. He's he's already got the 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 Hall of Fame name. Yeah, fuck this question. We're talking about his name now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Zappe makes sense to me as like a as a Latin based kind of last name, but yeah, I I don't see where the E's coming from here. There needs to be more for there needs to be more to the vowel situation oh, I, I, back there than I just a single e, e i think the e is is coming from the e and like i thought i was on top of things with booty last week but nope i'm just up here getting fucking zapped yeah i mean zap zap is it no. zappied or is it just zapped yeah i, I don't um, even fucking know man I mean, but no you know, there's not gonna be a goddamn quarterback controversy mac jones is the guy I, which is not I would, fun I would love if if Zappy, uh, he did play well. You know, I would love if 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 there was. I think that New England is still kind of uh, in need of an identity. I don't think that Mac Jones is really a franchise guy. I think Bill Belichick is once again squeezing blood from a stone. Um, I I I'm not ready to shut the the door on Zappy because what he did was genuinely impressive, being in uh, Lambo. You know, coming in the, in the middle of the game, like mm -hmm. it's not like he was setting the world on fire or anything, but like that's that's about as intimidating an environment as a rookie could be thrown into, and he performed admir admirably. I really liked him coming out of college. I mean, if you look at his senior year, it's just it's video game numbers. I think he had like sixty six touchdowns and fifty eight hundred passing yards or something. It was it was genuinely stupid numbers. Uh, yeah. So would I be absolutely shocked if he took the job? No, but I don't expect it, and I don't really think there's going to be a controversy anytime soon. Um, yeah, I, as, unless as Mac now, Jones comes back from injury and is just absolutely horrible, I think the job's his. As of now, Zappy is still definitely in meme status, but I, I don't think that it's uh, a non-zero chance. Or I, I, well, I guess yeah, I, I'd say, say it's it's a non-zero non chance that there could be a quarterback controversy, but I think that's approaching zero. Right, but wouldn't it just be so great if he was a starting quarterback and every week you you could just say get sat? Wouldn't I, that be nice? Wouldn't the world be a little better? Yeah, that's why I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> True. That's 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 fair. Um. Oh. So your Justin Fields thought is just completely destroyed because uh, Demuse asks, who will make Cooper Rush a top 15 paid quarterback next season? Obviously the Panthers. 
Like, it's just uh, the bit at this point, right? Yeah, I'm starting to think that the, the Panthers should just free up as much cap room as they possibly can and just sign every single backup quarterback. I'm talking Cooper Rush. I'm talking Tyler Huntley. I'm talking Mitch Trubisky. I'm talking uh, Zappy. You know, let's get Zappy down there too. Let's just let's just turn it into a, a thirty quarterback roster. You know. Yeah, and then finally, I would say that the Colts would take Cooper Rush, but I think he needs another five years of seasoning before uh, he can go to the Colts. Yeah, no, the 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 Colts are definitely the kind of the kind of people who, uh, you know, they they. They don't even buy their own avocados. They just like have a buddy that that they know always buys too many avocados. And after like three days, they're like, "Hey, what what are you doing with that avocado over there?" Yeah. Can I can I eat it? Can I cook it? You know, no, I, you may can not. I put it on a salad. You know? Um. Hey guys, uh, chatting in the live chat. If you have questions that you want us to hit on, uh, make sure to throw it in the pod questions. Just the question itself, no responses or anything. That's what I go down when we're doing these uh because a lot of stuff just goes missing i don't actually end up reading everything um but yeah so it's carolina for now until someone else does it maybe the giants who knows i mean carolina he, he could go they, with... have a, they have a draft pick next year right mm. yeah but they could always trade down with that draft pick to take like a linebacker and then just have another 30-year-old has-been or never has-been quarterback. In, in Carolina? Instead. I mean, yeah, right I mean, now, like, I would, I would say, like, I don't know, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> I mean, unironically, Mitch Trubisky or, like, Tyler Huntley, I could see being Panthers. Oh, for sure. Easily. Oh, Sam has another follow-up. Uh, he wants us to roast Frosty Helix for picking Bugles at the 102 in the Secret Chips mock. Well, maybe, maybe we should uh, maybe we should expand that a little bit and talk about the the mock chip draft. But but maybe we should save that for next week uh, as that draft you know can can take shape a little more because we're only like a couple picks in, right? Yeah, I haven't been uh, involved at all in the chip draft. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, you already kind of spoiled the number one overall pick, but I know it was the number two. Um, oh, oh, yeah, the number two and, pick. And he picked it, number two. Like, it's not Look, like I, that's everyone's I'll, I'll pick. Say, it was just theirs. Right. So, well, that, that's the that's the weird thing about the chip draft is it's literally just like, hey, somebody say something. Oh. And I'll say I'll say this about Bugles, you know? Bugles might be worthy of the second pick if for no other reason you can put them on your fingers and... and yeah, like a witch. Yeah, like... Like, like tell me that you didn't do that as a child and i will tell you that you're a liar uh bugles i still do that like i don't right. care if i have bugles i'm putting them on my fingers right you, you can't even eat them, them on, yeah. without putting them on your fingers feet. i don't think it works no uh i would say bugles are probably the 102 for like chips that you can fuck around with and play with right behind pringles where you can use them to look like a duck i'm really glad that <laughs> I'm really glad that you expanded that sentence because I was really worried where you're going at the beginning of it. <laughs> I I don't know how I started that sentence, but I'm glad that I ended it with bugles. <laughs> sounded like you were you were gonna say that you really like fucking bugles. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, next question. 
Oh, we've got a we've got a few here in a row uh, from Hugh, and we're just gonna blast through them. Um, do you guys think you could do some team league reviews, team slash league reviews of Discord members on a pod episode ever? Uh, I think it could be a helpful and interesting listen, even if only indirectly to some. Um, that is something that we probably wouldn't do on this podcast specifically. We are talking about doing other ones, like special shows in general. I know some of the guys are chatting about uh, having a college football-centric podcast at some point um, and getting just a, a different show altogether rolling for different nights. This is more of a typical, hey, guys, how you guys doing today? Or every yeah, Wednesday night that, kind that's of. More, uh, that's more rate my league. Yeah, that that's... That's definitely something where if you want that sort of thing, Andy, uh, Rate My League is probably just way better at it than we are. I mean, we could go through and just shit on people if you want, but then that would actually probably be pretty fun. But if you want any, like, reasonable feedback, we're not very good at fantasy football. You <laughs> so... Speak for yourself there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the one who said to buy Derrick Henry, okay? This is true. This is true. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely shit on that guy with the taco trades. It's a shame that we banned him. Um, Follow-up question. When will the Dungeons & Dragons episodes hosted by Val start uh, hitting Spotify? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but Val is doing a Dungeons & Dragons league. Um and uh dungeons and dragons uh uh podcasts are pretty popular these days um i actually just completed my first ever D &D campaign uh like a month or two ago and it it was going on for like four years um we had like 120 sessions i think Hmm. it was pretty long um i'm actually starting a new D D uh campaign this month that takes place in the lord of the rings universe okay so, Dungeons and dragons pretty cool it's pretty right cool. on yeah uh but yeah you're gonna have to ask valentine that question because that, i mean he's the one that does i mean it's his podcast so i can't i can't make him do it i i, I guess i could but i don't have the means so i guess i can't um Again, by Hugh, who are some of your guys' favorite content creators, writers, and podcasters in the Dynasty Fantasy space? I don't really follow anyone outside of the people that we had on for Season 1, for the most part. Um, yeah. The people that I do follow are generally people that are in here. Uh, Weaves is one, for sure, who just throws... Yeah, I mean... You guys are working him to death, but if you want an all-22, it's just, hey, give me every target for Jahan Dotson. Or, hey, I want to see Matt Stafford get sacked 30 times. Like, I mean, he's the guy that's going to do it for you. So, he's been super helpful. Obviously, the nerds who do all the work so that I can say, see, my guy's actually good because he gets more run, like more rushing yards than expected. I mean, those are those are the guys that I actually follow because i interact with them every day yeah i i don't know i mostly just followed the people that we had on last year and that was already 
kind of overwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. There's a well, lot of the, good follows, but... Like, there's a lot of good follows, but, like, there's also... Like, how many follows do you honestly need? I, I say that because there there are a lot of people churning out, like, really quality content. But after a while, you know, like, like a lot of people's models just kind of, like, look the same. Like, do you really need to follow, like, a million different, like, film guys, you know? Yeah, and I mean, this is going to be a very ironic thing for me to say as we're on uh, episode five of our podcast for this season. But I just think in general, fantasy uh, content is very saturated. It, it is very um, saturated. And that's so. why we, as we established at the beginning of this episode, we're not really going to talk that much football. At least today. <laughs> I mean, if there's something to talk about, we'll talk about it, but... Yeah, no, no. I, not I a mean, whole lot like, happened, so... Like, there's a lot of people making a lot of great stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's hard to stand out uh, because people, you can really only soak up so much information, you know. And at the end of the day, we're really just playing a game that's based on luck and chance and we're mitigating risk. But, you know, you can do all the research in the world but guess what if you started dj Moore this last week over jamal agnew you fucking lost (laughs) you know yeah i and that's just it like i just play off of vibes so no matter how much i follow different people at the end of the day like if i see a guy if i just happen to like his name all of a sudden this is my guy uh so i can only follow so many people before it just all starts to look the same to me i guess um so I would say look inward. If you're looking for people to follow, uh, just ping around. Uh, we've got a lot of people putting up good stuff, especially on Twitter. I mean, they'll put all of their work up there. Um, I think anyone in here does just as good good of work as anyone else. And I, I thought that you were about to get really philosophical with that. Cause no. you, were, you were like, if you if you need to find somebody that uh, to follow, you need to look inward, you know? <laughs> Yes. Look at yourself. Follow your dreams. That's okay. You don't have to get anime <laughs> protagonists on me, but like, you know, we could we could find like a little bit of middle ground here. Trust your gut is what you're saying. Yeah, just just play the fucking game. All right, and then uh, what else have we got here? Oh, what's the biggest burden of being a mod in the Dynasty Movement Discord? Uh, I don't have to answer that. Yeah, no, as you say, you can answer that if you want. But... <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I I don't think I have any bird. I'm not a mod. Uh, I just meme. Yeah, it, it sounds nice. Uh, realistically, I mean, I could make the joke, as Solar put here, that anytime I try to ban someone, someone else already did. Uh, but really, the difficult things for me is when you see someone very obviously crossing a line of just like being a dickhead or saying something they shouldn't but also realizing that this is someone that you have an interpersonal relationship with that you've been talking to every day for the last year and a half and having to balance do i really want to get rid of this guy for basically ever or do you want to work it out uh which then makes it so new members come in and see the established members being shitheads and it makes them think it's okay so that I'd say that's the part that actually sucks about the job. I'll, I'll give a you know I'm not a mod, but I'll give a shout out to the mods. I I think that the mods, you know, on a serious note, I I think that uh, people have done a very good job of managing the community. Um, 
and making sure that there's like good vibes. Uh, every once in a while, there's like a, a monkey wrench that that gets thrown, you know, this community's way, uh, and sometimes it gets a little little off kilter and weird. Uh, but, sometimes uh, hey, people hey, ping hey, the entire server. Okay? Look, if if I don't brown nose every now and then, then I I can't at everyone. Okay, but I, I'm just <laughs> trying to get a good grace for you know the at everyone. It's give me at everyone privilege. I would say the uh, one other very difficult thing about being a mod in here is that I have a really hard time finding pants that fit. Uh, usually I just buy parachutes and cut holes in them, but uh, that's gotten far too expensive. And they rip every time I bend over. Uh, so that's that's another burden for me. All right, uh, next one from Demuse. What are the views on Zach Moss rest of the season, and when will he start out-snapping Singletary on his way to reestablishing himself as the 2019 Christian McCaffrey? That is incredibly uh, leading. I think Christian McCaffrey in 2019 was incredible and has nothing on Zach Moss. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say, look look to after the bye. Dude, I'm just going to say it right now. Zach Moss is going to have like 130% snap percentage going. Uh, he's going to be putting up 50 points a game. It's like coming. Said, look, look, look to after the bye. It's coming. It's, it is coming. It, it cannot be denied. Um, Adam asks to you, how did it feel when Mitch Trubisky got benched for all two gloves? Oh man. Um, at once I was stricken with two different yet equally passionate feelings. On one hand, my heart broke, you know, money, Mitch, he's bankrupt. He overdrafted. The sadness in his eyes is just so pure, you know? He seems like such a good guy. He's won multiple MVPs. I, I think that he didn't get a fair shot. Um, but on the other side of things, I am so happy that the truce with the Steelers fans is over. I can go back to just uh, hit, hating them with the, the fire of a thousand suns. Fuck the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin, cheater. He stepped out on the field. Um, you know, they they have multiple quarterbacks in very recent memory who have questionable character. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he's got very tiny hands. Um, I have it on good authority that he still buys kid sizing uh, for both gloves that he wears, uh, which is a cowardly move, by the way, wearing wearing two gloves. Um, you're not Teddy Bridgewater, dude. What, what are you doing? Okay. Um, and let's not forget that as soon as he came into the game, uh, how many picks did he throw? Oh, well, that's why he's Kenny Pickett. Right, yeah. Emphasis on the pick part, you know? Because he, what, what does he do? Oh, he, he picks it, you know? This isn't basketball. Picks aren't useful here. Um, and and you, you also draft a receiver named Pickens? Like, come on, guys. They're just obsessed with picks. That's obviously what they, it is. They are just obsessed with picks. They're just setting so, themselves up for failure. Yeah, you know, uh, Steelers, uh, you know, cheating franchise, uh, Pittsburgh, one note town. What, what, what even food do you have in Pittsburgh? You know, what's, what's going on there? I don't, I don't know anything about Pittsburgh. That's it. Uh, Adam also says the Penguins' first round pick was Owen Pickering. Jesus. <laughs> what Man, the fuck? They, 
the all fuck is going have, on in Pittsburgh right now? Yeah, in all Pittsburgh. their teams have yellow and black, and they, they just put picks on all their teams. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be Pittsburgh now. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That that needs to be trademarked if that's not already. Yeah, it's. I'm going to make that website real quick. Um, Next question from Lil Disrespect. Uh, do you think the Chiefs will go on the same without Tyreek Hill? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I think that uh, Tyreek Hill was obviously a huge asset to that offense, but I mean, I don't really think Tyreek's I, I think, good, like, but so are the Chiefs. Like, yeah, like them having a, an elite receiver like him uh, was was great. You know, obviously that's what you want out of your receivers, but like Patrick Mahomes is just still doing stupid things. Um, it's not like they have scrubs at receiver. They just don't have anybody who's like that, you know, eye popping. Yeah. I think they replaced like the luxury elite wide receiver with just like an actual good receiving room. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like Juju and MVS, like they're trash and fantasy, but like they're they're, good football players. They're yeah. They're good football players. They like, there's, he's spreading the ball around a lot. And like, let's also not forget that they still have Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Who's um, more wide receiver than tight end at this point anyway. It's exactly. Scary. Yeah, so I like I don't think that uh Tyreek le- leaving the team really changes their outlook at all. Like they're still, you know, a top what, three team at worst, like in the AFC. Yeah, they're they're very good. And I wanna yeah. say they have like the number two offense right now anyway, or number three. Yeah. They're they're, they're just they're... plugging along. They're they're cooking with gas. I'm I'm excited. Honestly, I'm excited to see like what their offensive identity becomes as the year goes on. Like, will Pacheco become a thing? Maybe. Um, I'm just scanning here, and it looks like the only team that has scored more than the Chiefs is the Lions. But we kind of hit pretty heavy on what the fuck's going on in Detroit. So, yeah, the Chiefs are just fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about them. Another question here for you from Eclipse, currently going by the Clippers 09. He just bought Cole Komet. How should he feel? Uh, what are you looking for? What did, what did you buy him for? Uh, did, did he answer that? Uh, if you could throw it in chat, what would you pay for him? Because I wouldn't be too excited about Cole Komet. Um <laughs> Uh, I mean, it depends on what you bought the bottom for. You know, if you threw like a random like third, uh, he paid penny twenty three first and another pick in thirty minutes. Jeez, what? That can't be right. Uh, gave penny. He received a twenty three oh, first and okay. Komet and a twenty four third. Oh, okay. No, that's fine though. Yeah, that's that's even in thirty two, man. Uh, that yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that would have been, been insane. Uh, I'll say. That, I'm actually going to say, just from someone who does a lot of deep leagues that's very tight end heavy, I like that trade because Cole Komet is a, going to be a serviceable tight end at some point, and those are incredibly difficult to come by in deep leagues. Yeah, I, so. I think that Cole Komet, Cole Komet will be... He'll be on the field, um, and I, I think the context of a 32-man like definitely boosts his stock in that regard. If we're talking like twelve team, then you know Cole Komet's nothing more than uh, hope and a prayer right now. But I don't have a lot of experience in thirty-two man, so I can't really speak yeah. on that. And that's the other uh, thing is that first round pick. 
I mean, for a typical person, that could be anywhere from the first overall pick to one of the last picks of your normal draft. Right, yeah. That's just a huge range. I mean, right now, like, anyone on the Bears offense that's not um, one of the running backs, really, I, like, I'll compliment our our run game. It's fantastic. I I even think that Ebner is a, a solid player. Um, That's my guy. Anybody who's not like a, a running back, though, I would not be too excited to own. But with a, with receiving a haul like that, I think that that was a totally fine trade. Nick asks, uh, "What is our favorite running back stash or surprising performance from this past week?" That is a solid question. That is a fantastic question. I'm gonna need a second on that one. Um, well, I feel like that's almost two two different answers, you know. So let's break it down. Like, who is your favorite running back performance, and then who's a the guy that you know is maybe starting to come into their own, or that you still think will? Uh, a guy who, I mean, I touted him quite a bit last week but man every week that goes by is another week that i'm just more convinced that damian pierce is just actually good at football and not just in a good situation uh yeah i i would agree with that uh i i mean i know the hit rate for fourth round running backs isn't the greatest but it's also not zero and if i'm the texans i'm not spending another good pick on a running back if i have him around like next year they just have so many things they need i could see them just passing on taking anyone for the next year or two i could see them bringing on like uh like kareem hunt or something to be like the melvin gordon there yeah Um, but like but but yeah i'm kind of with you like i i mean that team has so many holes in it like i feel like damian pierce is really establishing himself some job security there for now yeah it's and that's just it is when you're taking when you're talking about someone who's 22 that has shown that he's doing very well in the league so far and yeah what else do you want his he's so long as he's playing the way he is i think his job is pretty secure through at least 2024 um yeah. so long as he doesn't just fall off the face of the earth uh my so yeah. my favorite running back performance Probably would have been, if nothing else, to shut up some of the doubters, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who really put on some of that 2019 charm by not really doing anything most of the game and then just coming alive in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think he had like seven points going into the fourth quarter, and then I literally refreshed my screen and he had 22. Jesus so like it was like oh okay yeah he's uh like he's exactly who i still think he is um so it was nice to to see you know the elite quarterback or uh elite running back put up you know elite running back numbers yeah i feel that um as for a sleeper or someone that uh i'd like to stash uh this was a popular one in the offseason. Adam brought it up in live chat, and that's Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, last week, he had 11 carries for 63 yards, which, on 21% snaps, which is fine. I mean, it's a decent enough day. But I'm a return yards guy, and for the second week in a row, he had over 90 return yards. So, 
Uh, seeing a guy basically having a floor of nine points is a lot of fun. Yeah. How do you know uh, somebody will be a return yards or is a return yards guy? They're like they're like a vegan, you know. They'll tell you. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I do like I, I do like uh, Pacheco a lot. Uh, he, if nothing else, he feels like a guy who is still bubbling under the surface. Um, though this last week was very nice for his stock. Um, like it, it feels dumb to say brian robinson i'm really looking forward to him but like it's insane that he was shot like a month and a half ago and his value has gone up since then <laughs> without playing it down um but pacheco I, I feel like is still somewhat of a sleeper you can still probably get him pretty cheap um and uh yeah like his increase in usage is very nice um ceh is playing very well down there he's kind of starting to be the guy that people drafted him to be uh jonathan taylor stands are in shambles um <laughs> but uh yeah i i think pacheco could uh really carve himself out a role in that offense and anybody who does that on the, on the chiefs is somebody that you want to own especially when you got him as cheap as you did with him Absolutely, and I mean, I, that's it's one CEH injury away from you got having a bona fide probably running like running back one. Yeah. Um, um, while we're on the topic of running backs, you know, maybe a quick little deviation. What is your take? Uh, a really popular debate uh, that could be null and void by the time this comes out. But what do you make of the Broncos' backfield? I think it's worth avoiding. <laughs> I, I, I am a big, big Melvin Gordon fan. He was one of my original home league startup draft picks in 2015. Um, and I had him for a long, long time until I traded him in a package for Saquon two or three years ago. And I'm a firm believer in how good he was, but I'm not so certain that he still is. Plus, at being 29, I don't know how well he's just going to be able to take the beating day-to-day. And to see guys like Mike Boone being picked up like crazy for just the fact that he's the odd man that's still just alive in that backfield, I think the best running back on that team right now is probably Russ. I don't know. I, I think that people are needlessly down on Melvin Gordon right now. Like, yeah, he had the four fumbles on 45 touches, but, like, yeah, like, that's not great. I'm waiting for the uh, rebuttal on that. No, but, I like, Melvin Gordon looked good last year. They've still, like, they re-signed him, you know, to to be, like, to, to have a role in that offense. Um, I think that he, this is a... a situation where the obvious outcome is the one that's most likely going to happen like i think he's the lead back you know i agree and 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 like any lead back in the league is somebody that you want to own um i think that he's the best running back in that backfield by like a healthy margin latavius murray might be the goal line back uh just to change it up and give melvin a rest but like melvin gordon is still the best goal line back on that team Oh, for sure. Um, I think that the Broncos' offense is going to get it together. 
maybe they won't be the team that people wanted them to be, but like they're, I feel like they're due for positive regression. It's hard to be worse than they have. And they've been shockingly bad. They, they've been horrific this year. Um, and uh, like, yeah, I kind of, I, I think that Melvin still has gas in the tank and like, I, I think that he's a skilled enough running back to still put up numbers at his age. You know, he's not going to be an elite guy anymore. That, that much is certain, but like, He's gonna. If you're starting him in your flex spot, I I think that that's gonna be fine. I'm not worried about Mike Boone. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Boone and Latavius Murray do not. Uh... Yeah. I mean, you have like, to remember I, Murray couldn't even really crack the roster too much on the Ravens last year after they lost. I, I was gonna say, like, as a Ravens fan, like, trust me, I watched Latavius Murray. People are saying, oh, well, like, you know, because the only people who watch him are British. People are just like, oh, what, right? What's all he's saying? about Latavius going off, like, on, on Sunday. Not even really going off, but, like, looking good. But, like, you know, that was just the the annual London zaniness, you know? People people always forget about the London zaniness. Would you guys ever host a – oh, this is from Overtime Heg? Hedge? I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm just going to assume it's Heg. Uh, would you guys ever host a live pod during a game, like a live reaction to it with other people? Um – I think at that I, point we're just more likely to just hang out in the voice chat. Yeah, I think uh, th- this is actually something that I like, kind of thought independently of the pod. But I, I do kind of think it would be fun to like uh, stream or something during the games. Um, it seems to be something that's becoming more popular, where some people who are, you know, NFL YouTubers or influencers on like twitter and whatnot yeah basically like the the tdm manning cast um something that's a little more uh structured than just the chaos of like a 20 person voice chat um you know where it's something kind of like this where we're just talking throughout it i i think that that would be like fun i I think that you would really only be able to do that for the primetime games um because doing that Doing that during red zone just sounds absolutely nuts. <laughs> I'm not Scott Hansen. I'm just going to be honest. The dude's a legend. Right. I like, don't know how I he does take, it. Yeah, I need to take bathroom breaks. And it literally would just be me, like, uh, doing the soy face emoji the whole time. Because <laughs> it's red zone. You know, you're yeah. just, oh, oh my oh, God, it's a touchdown. Oh, 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 another touchdown. Oh, my oh, God. I wonder what's going to oh. happen next. A touchdown. Yeah, and then and then every and then someone gets hurt, in. and then you sit there somberly for ten seconds until another touchdown. Yeah, and then every forty minutes, I just chime in saying, "Like, man, they really haven't showed the Bears." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, I think like Monday night games or Thursday night games, we could do that, and that would be fun. Yeah, um, I think that that could potentially be fun. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's definitely something to put on the docket. Something we could think about. Um, and this one is also from a little disrespect regarding the Chiefs. Uh, do we think that Pat Mahomes is overrated or underrated? I think Pat Mahomes is rated. Yeah, he's I... top three in like everything. Like, where else do you want to be? He's good. We yeah, know he's good. I mean, I don't like, like I I think the only way that he could possibly be overrated. Well, are, are we talking, like, real-life football or fantasy? Because I, I think that there's, like, potentially room to say that he's overrated in fantasy, maybe? I don't really think so. I think I think that he's 
probably like you said rated but yeah well in both like really the only way that he's being overrated right now is if both in real life football or or in dynasty you're saying he is the unquestionable number one quarterback for the next five years yeah you know it's hard to overrate a guy at the top yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Or I guess it's hard over- to underrate a guy at the top. Like what? Oh, are you saying you're insulted that Josh Allen happens to be in the same tier? Right. Like like yeah, you're gonna have a guy like Josh Allen who is probably better for fantasy purposes, and like I don't think Mahomes is gonna win MVP every year, but like you know you can count on him being at the very least like top five for both real life purposes and fantasy purposes. And like, it's, you know, it's really, that's really hard to do and really good. Yeah. The guy's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a video he's, game character. I yeah, made a, he, I actually made a create a character in Madden and it was just Pat Mahomes. Did, did you? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, unless anyone's got anything else, that's going to be it from us. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to uh, the fifth episode of season two here and we will catch you in the next one yeah this is a, this is a lot of fun uh, like the looser feel of it and uh, yeah this is a, yet another good time and do some chewies so we can talk about them yeah for real the the chewies have really been lacking this season not really actually both on like the bet side and like the people putting up or shutting up side yeah right? everyone's, it everyone's feels like there's been a lot of chewies lately